Where we're going, we don't need roads. Tell you my story, man. I'm drunk, show up. Beautiful, I'm drunk. You talk. Give me two. I knew I was going to like it after the trailer. I mean, it was a really good trailer, and the music that they used in it, the poster, the... I think it wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for the success of John Wick yep. as well, and, and I know a lot of, not just me, but a lot of people have been referring to the female version of John Wick as Atomic Blonde. Uh, I liked it. I've always liked Charlize Theron anyway in kick-ass action. Not that she's had a lot of success, because if you think of Eon Flux yeah, way back that when, wasn't successful. No, and this the funny thing is, this movie actually made people go back and watch that again because they either hadn't seen it or they'd forgotten about it. Yeah, I did the same thing. I saw it when it was released, but I forgot about it because it's very ordinary. It is ordinary, but I've kind of got a soft spot for it. Have you? Well, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't too bad, but it was ordinary. And then her in this, so many years later. It was great. Another, a bit of a fluff movie, but I liked the way, and I'm interested to know what you guys think, I liked the way how it was fragmented. It was all in segments. It wasn't like a flowing story. It was a flashback story, and that worked. Yes, uh, and also uh, Charlize post uh, Mad Max as well, which was, um, which was great to see her kicking ass again, right? Very much so, yes. So, uh, you've met Charlize, right? That- uh, I haven't had the chance to interview her, no. Oh, well, you know, let me know when that happens. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah. we'll have a chat. So <laughs> this was uh, directed by David Leach, yeah, and he's um, been in over 50 movies as a stuntman. He's done some acting himself, and he was kind of uncredited as a director on John Wick 1. So, um, yeah, he went on to do Atomic Blonde. Yeah. When, uh, and I think this was, uh, I think it's a $35 million um, production budget, I think, 35? Yeah, which isn't really a lot. Not, you no. Know, there wasn't a lot of the explosions and, and and that kind of special effects in it. I didn't think the car chases, yeah, but I think a lot of it looked very much if it was practical stunts. So yeah. it's um, up to $50 million in the US, just to have a look at that. Um, so it's made its uh, production budget back uh, in the US domestic. Positive. Yeah, good. it's done about uh, four and a half million here in Australia. Um, so, yeah, it's tracking okay. It's probably a little bit under where uh, Universal were hoping, to be honest. But uh, I think it will find itself on home entertainment just like John Wick number one did. Um, yeah, that was a massive home entertainment release. Yeah. And worldwide as well, you think it'd be making ba- uh, back some pretty money over in Asia. So, obviously, it also stars uh, James McAvoy and uh, John Goodman and the lovely Sophia Batella. Yes. Uh, look, I... <laughs> why, why, uh, I, I just uh, caught short off guard the, the three of us just collectively took a deep breath. Uh, yeah, listen, guys, uh, um, Atomic Blonde's been out of the cinema for four weeks now in Australia, so we, and I think it's five weeks in America, so we are allowed to talk spoilers on this film. 
Yeah. Now, this whole film, uh, <laughs> I should say it's summed up for me because the whole film really isn't summed up for me, but um, the way I feel about this film is summed up with this line uh, from one of the um, agents. Uh, so you made contact with the French agent. <laughs> that happens after when? <laughs> that happens after uh, a glorious sex scene yeah. uh, for the Charlies, And, uh, yeah, it was, it, you know, look, I ha- I've stopped enjoying sex scenes in films. I mean, they died out in what maybe the late nineties. Yeah, nineties yeah. thrillers. Yeah, yeah. So so after that, you know, they've been put in here and there. And I think the the last one I liked because it was funny was in um, uh, Team America: World Police. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the marionettes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it was funny, so you know, it was it was good. Um, but. This is one of the first times that, and it's not just because it's um, two women. It, it is also because of just um, how much they sort of dedicated to this. and all aggressive. About oh, it's it. all in. It's all in. Yeah, yeah. And I just, be- I believed every moment. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like we've talked about, you know, whether it's guy, guy, girl, 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 on guy, whatever. It doesn't really worry us too much. But no. the way this was filmed was extremely sexy, no matter your preference. Yeah, I definitely. Think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was actually watching it with a couple of female females, and they were um, audibly yeah, just go wow commenting as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now the 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 film itself, you know, the soundtrack was um, was amazing. Excellent. I I was saying, look, it's not a soundtrack that I'm going to go out and buy and play in my car. Yeah, but. It certainly set the matching the the scenes. The scene, yeah. yeah. There's neon lights. You know, just that sort yeah. of real '80s feel that yeah. it had. Uh, it, I just believed I was there. So it's set in the um, Cold War, Berlin Cold War, uh, and yeah, and as Sean said, it's just got this kind of neon uh, thing going on, and you know that kind of pop. It was just what would you call yeah. it, Shane? How would you describe that kind of uh, look of the film? And and, and it the... was a time of the new romantics. You could tell with the music and it was just all shifting from uh, punk into more new wave. Yes, and, that's uh, it. And, you know, not quite disco, but just new wave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think James McAvoy helped that, you know, in, in, in his style. Like he had a very punk style with the long jacket and things like that and then shaved head but yeah well you know what uh, i think of james mcavoy i'm a massive fan and i think yeah. he's underrated now we've seen this character before in movies like filth and that kind of thing and sure. and trance but um but i still lo- i still love him in this character you know and he did bring a lot to the screen yeah um he was great what, what did you think of uh, james shane oh well you just mentioned trance that's very underrated that's a great film yeah a really good movie yeah. And he, he's he's good in it, and of course Split. He was so good in Split. So good. He was, he was very close to getting some kind of award recognition. I thought for that. Uh, McAvoy is good in this because you kind of like him, but you don't. And yeah. Then, I know we're talking spoilers, but you know he does reveal himself in the end, and you still even that last twenty minutes or so where they're trying to get someone out in a parade and all the umbrellas go up and <laughs> yeah. You still don't know whether McAvoy's is he is he trying to survive himself? Is he, it's just he's he's acting in it is is brilliant, really yeah. good. So so with all of that, my question to you then is, um, Shane, is 
who won <laughs> and what was the game anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's the thing. It was a little bit of a, a, a story plot line that was all over the place. But I do think that in the end, we see Charlize basically win. She won because she... When she goes into that room right at the end, and I don't know if I've jumped ahead because we still haven't finished talking about it, but... This this is what we do. <laughs> oh, yeah, room, you know? Shane... She, you... she takes everyone out and then just walks away happy. You know, hurt, yeah. but happy. So I, I think, yeah, she's one. Yeah, yeah. The, the name of our podcast is Off, off Topic. So we, we do tend yeah. to get off so, topic quite so, quickly. So, yeah, forget traditional reviews. We are, yeah. you know, what interests us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at that very moment in time. So let's go around and just have a quick uh, review of the film, yeah? Just a, a quick summary each, yeah? I like that. After I just say, oh, we're not about traditional reviews, the next thing out of your <laughs> mouth is, all right, let's go and review the film. <laughs> no, 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 I just, I just want to summarise my thoughts, right? Okay, go ahead, yeah. So... Actually, no, before we do that, <laughs> let, let's talk about one more scene, yeah? Uh, it's probably the highlight of the whole movie, uh, and that would be the, the one shot um, that happens about three quarters of the way through the film, maybe. Um, and it's, it's a one shot that's seemingly about ten minutes or eight or ten minutes. What? Yeah, I, yeah. I just fell into it. Uh, the stairwell scene? Yeah. The yeah, I just, I just fell into it. It's a fight scene it. and it's choreographed like no other, really. And look, it, it has been done before. We've seen one shots before. And to me, it's a little bit gimmicky. Uh, but the thing I love about this one shot is that Charlie, it's all about Charlize Theron. And she is uh, just amazing. And everything you see is for me, is, is Charlize Theron. And, yeah, what do you think, Shane, of that scene? Oh, outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I, I mean, I love tracking shots. You can tell sometimes when they go behind a wall or, or someone walks in front, that's when the editor will cut the scene. Yeah. But I don't think that happened here. And it was just good because they kept picking themselves up off the ground. And she <laughs> was – they were – they weren't, uh, how can I put it, they were huffing and puffing and, and it was so realistic. And how they did the uh, the blood, the, the effects oh, you know, yeah. of, of the injuries, you know, that's all, yeah. that's all rolled into one. And, I know. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant scene. R- really, really good. Talented movie. makeup artists. Yeah, really well done. Uh, yeah, for a, for a movie with that, you saying had thirty five million dollar budget. You know, like they really have used their money wisely for it. Yeah, uh, and look, the only way that I can um, sum up this film uh, for me is just a quick line, which is it's the M Night of action films uh, with Baz Luhrmann co directing on Acid. <laughs> Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. The M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, because, of, because all of all the twists, twists and turns, yeah. and and just like you know, almost like he he didn't learn his his lesson the first time. But it works for this film. Like uh, I, I was actually happy to accept a few extra twists and turns here and there. And what's and, Baz? And Baz Luhrmann is just you know adding those neon lights and like the choreography of fights, which is pretty much like dance scenes. That's just Baz Luhrmann doing Moulin Rouge, but on acid. Okay. So what do you um, – I, I think that's pretty good. I, I don't mind that. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Different. Um, so, I really like the soundtrack. I, I mean, there was, there's a lot of songs I knew, but the yeah. way they were used were fantastic, you know. I, I really enjoyed it. 
you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was the best thing they could have done for that film. It's just, it's not something that I am going to be playing in my car. Much like um, Guardians of the Galaxy, they chose, you know, every top one uh, of, you know, each year in what, the 1960s yeah. and 70s and put that on. So yeah. uh, what are we thinking then, guys? What are we, uh, a quick summary and then uh, what, how the how the guys out there should watch this film. So what are we thinking? Sean, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I've done my little uh, summary. So I'm just going to say that um, Atomic Blonde, I think you need to, um, because of the choreography and the fight scenes, I think on a small screen, it'd just be a bit too hard to get how uh, the effort that they put in. So I think you should go to the cinema to, to see this film. Okay. Shane? Well, as much as I love that that sequence of that fight up and down the stairway, I'm not, you know, if it was a one-shot scene, that's that's just brilliant filmmaking. But I think there might have been a few little cuts in there that was so good we didn't see. And Charlie's, I, I thought she was faultless. Uh, she really should. She took a long time, from what I hear, to get this movie off the ground and to get it into production and then now, you know, become pretty much a, a decent hit you know it's not huge but it's a well regarded critically and it did well as far as i i think it did anyway so i really enjoyed it the soundtrack was good i knew i would like i said at the start i just just the just the poster i mean and the trailer <laughs> yeah so i highly recommend it uh it's a blu-ray rating for me Okay, and uh, look, for myself, I, I'm a big martial arts fan and uh, so I was very much looking forward to this. Uh, and for me, it was probably one or two twists too many and probably 10 to 20 minutes too long. Uh, other than that, I loved it and I thought Charlize Theron stole the show uh, as much as I love James McAvoy. Uh, and, from, and it looks amazing with all those neons and pop culture and all that, uh, and, and in obviously Germany. So I would recommend, uh, I think it would look hot on Blu-ray. Yeah, okay. Fair yeah, enough. That's my recommendation. Left me out in the cold. That's all right. <laughs> cold war, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some of those long T-shirts she was wearing and she was fighting those guys with uh, George Michael's father figure playing in the background. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just, just, just brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I tried to find those t-shirts on eBay, uh, like the actual <laughs> ones you wore. But, yeah. <laughs> so I got it before you. Before we let you go, Shane, I've just got one question for you, mate. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, this year has been a year for independent action, and we've talked about one in Atomic Blonde. You have John Wick Two, the sequel to John Wick, of course, and you've got Baby Driver. So they're all you know similar in the fact that they're you know independent actions, although different films within their own right. Um, what come the end of the year? Uh, without talking about it too much, from the end of the year, I'll put you on the spot here. Uh, how would you rank those three films uh, within each other? Well, without doubt, Baby Driver's third. I was, uh, I think it's overrated. I, I liked it. Wow. But it, is, it is so overrated. Uh, John Wick 2 would be the second one, only because I love John Wick so much and it wasn't quite, uh, rep it wasn't replicated. But the sequel just didn't hit me as hard as the, the original did, maybe because I wasn't expecting it. And uh, I would put Atomic Blonde on okay. top of those three because Atomic Blonde was a little bit more original. It was set during the, you know, the whole Cold War Berlin 
stuff that was happening with the wall, and they didn't just stay on one side. She went to both sides. Yeah. She was she was actually almost helping both sides too. So I just thought it was intriguing, and definitely Atomic Blonde one, John Wick two, two, and uh, Baby Driver overrated. So before I lock those answers in on on, on your behalf, (laughs) I just need to know how many times you've seen the three films. So you've seen Atomic Blonde twice. Atomic Blonde twice, John Wick 2 twice, Baby Driver just the once. Okay. All right. I think uh, I'll I'll lock those uh, in when you've seen Baby Driver a second time. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) He, He does this to me, Shane, all the time. Don't worry. Yeah, I do normally see everything twice, but I just didn't quite get around to uh, seeing Baby Driver a second time. One, because I wasn't that enthusiastic to see it again. And two, I had a copy of the soundtrack, and everyone was going on about the Baby Driver soundtrack. No way, Atomic Blonde soundtrack was much better. (laughs) And you know what? Like, I've got a copy of the um, Baby Driver. I haven't seen Baby Driver, but I have the soundtrack. Uh, Actually, Jason gave me the soundtrack, and I've been listening to it, but... You know, I've listened to it two or three times and I just can't get into it. But, yeah, you're right. Like, as much as I say I wouldn't buy the uh, soundtrack for Atomic Blonde, I'd much rather listen to that. The 30-odd songs that are on the Baby Driver soundtrack, that's great. You know, that, you know, they were all purposely used in various Yeah, within scenes. the movie, yeah. But there's like four good songs out of that 30. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right, Shane, it's been amazing... for listening to the podcast if you like the show why don't you head on down to facebook or instagram and look up off topic with two drunk guys you'll find us there we're going to be throwing out some extra content or if you just want to have a general chat write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions why don't you email us at two drunk guys off topic at gmail.com oh look at that emails already And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot Shane Bassett, our movie extraordinaire and all-round nice guy. He's our in-house movie critic. You can reach him on Twitter and Insta at movie underscore analyst.